Bible prophesied of a unique time on earth, Israel would be returned to her land, the church would turn to false doctrines, technology would increase, and wickedness and immorality would run rampant. The time spoken of so long ago has come. Join Charlie Garrett as he breaks down these events for us as they unfold each week. Today is Sunday. It's the 10th of May, 2020. Time for the Prophecy Update of the Week. And today is Mother's Day. I want to wish all the mothers out there a uh, happy, happy Mother's Day. And I will be scolding my wife and my own mother when they arrive, as they always seem to do, late for the uh, Prophecy Update or church or Bible class. They're very good at it. But um, we'll wish them a happy Mother's Day. And uh, one of my friends... Uh, emailed me this morning. He's an online attendee, and his name is Mark. He wanted me to extend all the mothers out there a uh, happy Mother's Day as well. So from Mark to any mother out there, there you go. Um, Let's see here. One other thing is Eric. Eric lives in Salt Lake City, and there are people that attend online in Salt Lake City. He's in the Layton area of Salt Lake City, and he uh, would like to meet up with anyone there in the area of Salt Lake City who may attend online. And so if you do and you would like to uh, worship or fellowship with uh, other believers that attend the Superior Word or just watch the uh, videos, contact me and I will get you his information so you all can join up. He just kind of misses personal fellowship with people. Uh, Let's see, our first category, as always, is Israel. And from the Times of Israel, we have 11 European ambassadors warn Israel against West Bank annexation. This kind of builds on what we saw last week. The envoys from the UK, Germany, France, Ireland, the Netherlands, Italy, Spain, Sweden, Belgium, Denmark, Finland, and the EU as a whole issued a formal objection to the foreign ministry against the move. We are very concerned about the clause in the coalition agreement that paves the way for annexing parts of the West Bank. The annexation of any part of the West Bank constitutes a clear violation of international law. That's not true. They read it that way. Others read it completely the opposite. The ambassadors said such unilateral steps will harm efforts to renew the peace process and will have grave consequences for regional stability and for Israel's standing in the international arena. The envoys also demanded a freeze on government plans to allow construction in the Givat Hamotas neighborhood in East Jerusalem. Also, the Arab League said that the planned annexation constituted a new war crime against the Palestinians during a virtual conference chaired in Cairo. Happy Mother's Day, Mrs. Garrett. How are you? There you go. I knew she'd show up eventually. Um, That's one of the two Garretts. Okay, uh, from the Times of Israel, West Bank annexation not contingent on Palestinian state, U.S. officials emphasize. So here we have the other side of the coin. Amid reports intimating that the White House is conditioning support for Israeli annexation of parts of the West Bank on negotiations over a Palestinian state, the admin stressed it continues to back Israel's annexation plans as long as they are carried out in the framework of the peace plan President Trump presented on 28 January. Our position has not changed. As we have made consistently clear, we are prepared to recognize Israeli actions to extend Israeli sovereignty and the application of Israeli law to areas of the West Bank that the plan foresees as being part of the state of Israel. 
in exchange for American recognition of Israeli sovereignty over the areas the admin's Peace to Prosperity vision earmarks as part of Israel, the government of Prime Minister Netanyahu has agreed to freeze all settlement activity for the next four years in areas the plan envisions for a future Palestinian state and negotiate with the Palestinians in good faith on the basis of the vision. This will give the Palestinians an opportunity to come to the table and negotiate a peace agreement that will result in the establishment of the state of their own. The U.S. stands ready and willing to offer wide-ranging assistance to facilitate a final peace agreement. From Jerusalem Online, Syria warns Israel over West Bank annexation. So now Syria is getting involved. Syria expresses strong condemnation and rejection concerning the statements by Israel's prime minister regarding the annexation of additional Palestinian territories in the West Bank, which is interpreted as aggression. This is a continuous violation and disrespect towards the international laws and agreements regarding the legal status of the occupied territories, especially following the Israeli decision on Jerusalem and the Golan Heights, which Syria lost to Israel during that war, describing them as an act of regression, the Syrian foreign minister said. Who cares what Syria has to say? Reuters. Israel isolates coronavirus antibody in significant breakthrough. Israel has isolated a key coronavirus antibody at its main biological research laboratory, the Israeli defense minister said, calling the step a significant breakthrough toward a possible treatment for the COVID-19 pandemic. The monoclonal neutralizing antibody developed at the Israel Institute for Biological Research can neutralize it inside carriers' bodies. They quoted IIBR director Shmuel Shapira as saying that the antibody formerly was being patented, after which an international manufacturer would be sought to mass produce it. It's too bad you have to go through the patent process because if this is something that can help people now, it would be nice that they could skip that and just have people promise not to steal it, but that's not the world we live in. The IIBR has been leading Israeli efforts to develop a treatment and vaccine for the coronavirus, including the testing of blood from those who recovered from COVID-19, the respiratory disease caused by the virus. Antibodies in such samples, immune system proteins that are residues of successfully overcoming the coronavirus, are widely seen as a key to developing a possible cure. The antibody reported as having been isolated at the IIBR is monoclonal, meaning it was derived from a single recovered cell and is thus potentially of more potent value in yielding a treatment. It would be great if they devoted as much time to this as to curing the common cold, then we'd yes. be free of that one as well. But there you go. From Israel Hayom, Netanyahu may form government. High Court unanimously rules. So it is settled. The High Court has said it can happen. Last week, we were still unsure what their decision would be. They came out and said yes. And so Jerusalem Post-Knesset passes bills for formation of new government. We do not have to go through a fourth set of elections. This is firm. It is fixed. And they will have a coalition government very soon. It's being worked on and uh, everything is done. All they need to do is just get the formalities out of the way. Good stuff. Haaretz says Israelis visiting malls, markets will have to download mandatory coronavirus tracking app. Well, they wouldn't be getting me on that because I don't carry a phone and I'm not likely to anytime soon. But there you go. If you want to go visit a mall or a market, you need to carry a phone. You got to be tracked. From the JC. This is great news, folks. We've been worried about coronavirus. 
We've been worried about it and how to get rid of it. We have the answer. Controversial Sephardi rabbi claims blowing hair dryers in your mouth can kill coronavirus. Yes, Rabbi Yosef Mizrahi claimed that daily treatment of hot air would be guaranteed to kill the virus. So we don't need to go through anything else. Just get out your hot air blower and shove it in your mouth. Okay, Christian news today. Um, Isaac in Uganda, you all have heard me speak of him many, many times. Uh, the church has appealed uh, on prophecy updates and elsewhere many times to help him out. The people have kindly built him a school for many children. It's still being worked on, but uh, you've helped with so many things there. And he is a wonderful person that does a lot of work for the people in his community. And, you know, you see some of the pictures that he posts of how the people live literally in holes in the ground. Some of these people literally live in holes in the ground, and he will build a house for them. And he never charges anybody anything. It's all done by the grace of people that help him. He now has a donate button on SaveGenerationFoundation.org, S-A-V-E GenerationFoundation.org, okay? And it will go through PayPal. It charges 2.2% plus 30 cents for each transaction. So there is a little bit taken out for, you know, the transaction, et cetera. But if you want to help him directly, Anytime you want, please do that. It's right there. Go to Save Generation Foundation, and you can help them out. And he does so much for the people of Uganda in the, in the local area that he lives, piggery projects and just wonderful things. So anyway, there you go with that. Christian news from Crux. Pope's charity helps transgender prostitutes in Rome amid coronavirus fallout. Now, that's fine. You know, you want to help people out. You want to help out homosexuals. You want to help out uh, alcoholics. You want to help out anybody. But what is the standard thing that you will do when, like Salvation Army, when they allow people in, what is it that they do? They preach. You have your meal after the sermon. Things like that are beneficial. This is why I'm reading this article is because not who they're tending to, but the circumstances in which they are tending to them. Among the beneficiaries of the Pope's charity during the COVID-19 coronavirus outbreak are a small number of transgender prostitutes in Rome who found themselves on the verge of homelessness and knocked on the door of their local parish for help. This is also the face of the church, the cardinal said, stressing the need to think outside the box because our church is not only for the faithful, no church should be, Jesus washed the feet of everyone. Well, actually he didn't. He washed the feet of the 12 apostles and one of them betrayed him. It is true. This is the gospel. It's enough to read it to find answers of how to help. For his part, Konochia said that when he saw the people standing at the gate of the parish around 10 days ago, I helped them freely and unconditionally. He just handed them food, which is called, in this world, enabling. That is what that is. It's like when the government hands people stuff and expects nothing from them. That is enabling them. And they will never change unless you give them a reason to change. I've seen that in the projects every day. Saturday for 14 years. Unless you give people a reason to change, they will not change. Okay, so they're unconditionally helping these people, which does not do them any good at all. For me, what was important was to remember that they are people. That's true. They are people with a life that deserves attention. That may or may not be true unless you have them change because they will be cast into the garbage heap of history unless they are told about Jesus Christ, the only way to being saved and changing from these things. So attention, listening, welcome, and they are also deserve respect and recognition as human beings, he said in comments to Crux. Each of the prostitutes lives in the area around the parish. At first, just one person came to ask for help, and then came 
back with a small handful of others. They did not tell Konichiya what they did or what their background was. He didn't ask, but simply invited them in to get some food. You give them a sermon, you tell them about Jesus, and you say, I want you to know what you're doing is wrong, which is what Jesus did. The adulteress that was brought before him, he said, he who is without sin cast the first stone, didn't he? And they all walked away, didn't they? And then what did he say? Go and sin no more. Go and sin no more, right? You got to tell people that there's a problem that has separated them from the Lord or you're not helping them at all. You're taking care of a very temporary need and not the eternal need. Telegraph. Anger at plans to ban hymns as churches set to reopen in Germany. The church here would have no problem with that if I started singing. They'd all be very happy at banning hymns, but here we go. As churches prepare to reopen their doors in Germany after weeks of coronavirus lockdown, an unholy row is brewing over moves to ban the singing of hymns. The Catholic Church is unhappy with proposals to ban hymns and other church music in order to prevent the spread of the virus. If the social distancing rules are observed, there's no reason to do without singing, reads a position paper prepared by the Catholic Bishop's conference. Then from WND, City demands churches turn over names, addresses, phone numbers. You probably heard about this, but if not, it is terrible that this is going on. Governors and mayors across the nation have claimed that their emergency powers allow them to ban large groups during the coronavirus pandemic. They don't want groups gathering in malls, movie theaters, or even churches, despite the constitutional protection of religious rights. Now one official is moving into extreme territory, demanding churches provide him with the names, addresses, and telephone numbers of anyone who shows up to worship. You know what I would tell him, and it wouldn't be nice. The move by Quentin Lucas, the mayor of obviously liberal Kansas City, Missouri, already is attracting the attention of Liberty Council, which has been defending churches amid the coronavirus lockdowns. The new order states that by recording names and contact information, the health department will be able to more quickly trace, test, and isolate individuals who may have been exposed to COVID-19, he explains. The Germans did this very thing to the Jews, collecting the names and locations of all known synagogue attendees in the early days of the Nazi regime. So there you go with that. From Islam today... This is big news. Every time something comes up over in this little part of northern Africa that nobody seems to care about, you should care about it. Russian presence in Libya more dangerous than ISIS, says U.S. Africa Command. General Khalifa Haftar, the rebel leader who controls Libya's oil-rich east, recently declared he has a popular mandate to rule all of the North African nation, a move that may give Russia the upper hand if he can succeed in taking Tripoli amid nearly a decade's worth of sectarian strife. Now, before I go on, what was Russia doing? Who were they aligned with the last time I read an article? The people that Haftar is coming against. I told you this over a year ago, and don't forget this if you forgot it. Russia is playing both sides of this coin because either way, they are going to get control of Libya. Doesn't matter which side wins. They have been supporting the government, the LDP, I think it's called, and they've been supporting Haftar. It doesn't matter. And Haftar was here in America. He lived outside of um, Virginia, the uh, CIA headquarters for quite a while. He was one of our operatives. Well, he is hanging out with the Russians. And so Russia is going to get Libya. How do we know that that's true? Because the Bible says so. We have a coalition coming in Ezekiel 38 of including Libya against Israel. Okay. Mrs. Garrett, happy Mother's Day to you. Wonderful to have you here. That's both of my mother and wife now. They have arrived. They're safe. They're here. 
We love them. Okay, so uh, that's the deal going on with Libya, is that it is going to fall into Russian hands, and Russia is playing both sides. So here we go. We'll finish up the article now. In the disarray since dictator more and more Gaddafi was killed in 2011, I made that name up, by the way, a civil war has raged across Libya, and Islamic State remnants have secured a tenuous footing in the south. But more troubling, say defense officials and U.S. Africa Command, is that Russia has inserted a paramilitary group to support Haftar and position itself on the southern flank of NATO. They're acting out on U.S. strategic interests in North Africa, but at the same time doing it at a low cost. And if they mess up, the Kremlin has plausible deniability. They are likely banking on that, if they come out on the winning side, that they'll have access to lucrative port and mineral extraction deals, as well as have influence over a future government of Libya. A senior defense official also explained that Russia could benefit from a whole host of economic and geopolitical advantages by siding with a successful Haftar. It's really about access in Libya for Russia having access to the ports, to the oil, having a reason to be in the Eastern Med. The Wagner Group, which was started by the former Russian GRU military spy and Putin associate Dmitry Utkin, is reportedly engaged in training and may be protecting oil fields. Libya is certainly a source of a lot of oil. A lot of that oil is located in locations where Haftar's troops are based she said. So, if we're looking at underlying Russian economic interest, it may end up being similar to what appears to be the underlying economic interest in Syria. It's petroleum. Now, we know that Russia's got its own base, naval base there in Syria, okay? They are taking over all of these places that are said to come against Israel in Gog Magog. Now, having said that, people constantly email me and they ask, are we close to the rapture? And uh, et cetera, et cetera. I get that question a lot. What about, are we close to having the temple built in Jerusalem? Okay, I'm not going to speculate on when the rapture is going to happen. It could happen tomorrow. It could happen 10 years from now. It doesn't interest me at all as to when it's going to happen because I have a job to do until the Lord comes for us. And at the same time, when he comes for us, I will jump and beat all of you anyway. So it makes no difference. The rapture is going to happen when it happens. But I want you to know that the rapture will happen before the Antichrist is revealed. I've said this in a previous update, and if you want the timeline, send me an email, and I'll send you that uh, link to that update. I give the whole timeline of how it's laid out in the Bible. And people will ask, you know, concerning the rapture, and as I said, the uh, Antichrist being revealed, the rapture will happen first. Now, something to understand, and I will do a coherent update on this for you one of these days. I'm typing it up now, and someday I'll do it and have it all laid out for you. But the temple will not be built in Jerusalem. It will not be built in Jerusalem until the Antichrist signs a seven-year peace deal. Everybody understand that? That is the key to understanding this. You have to go back to the book of Daniel chapter 9 to see this, okay? That is key to understanding it. From there, after that peace deal is signed, there will be a temple built, okay? Understanding that, we are not even close to having that happen at this point. Something has to give Israel the impetus for it to happen. In other words, right now, if Israel said, we're going to go out and we're going to start building a temple, what would the world do? It would explode. There has to be a reason why Israel can build a temple. The most likely scenario, I'm not saying it's the only one, but the most likely scenario is that Israel defeats Russia, Persia, 
Libya, Sudan, this great coalition of nations coming against Israel. They defeat them, which the Bible says will happen. And at that time, the world will be willing to sue for peace with Israel. And that will be the impetus. So Israel can ask for anything they want at that time, anything. And then the temple will be built. So you have to see how things are being worked out in redemptive history. That temple is coming. That is explicit in the Bible in two locations. I gave you one of them. Does anybody know the other one? It's in the book of begins with R, ends with Revelation. Anybody? <laughs> yes, and it's in chapter 11. Very good. You all got it. Revelation 11. There will be a temple. Something has to happen for that temple to be built. That temple will not be built until the Antichrist is revealed. The Antichrist will not be revealed until after the rapture of the church. Okay, there you go. I'll do something coherent on that for you one of these days, and you will see the timeline laid out as the Bible lays it out. People that believe in a mid-trib rapture are... R-O-N-G, okay? There's a couple of them that I actually respect, but they teach that and they are crazy, okay? From MEM, the Middle East Monitor, report, got something pretty cool right here. Russia, Turkey, Iran agree to remove Syria's Assad. Imagine that. They've agreed to do it. We'll see if it actually happens or if they're just putting out propaganda, okay? That's why I'm not going to read you the whole article because it's a long one and it doesn't really define anything, but they have said that that is the case. From Zero Hedge, Venezuela's gold vaults empty as Iran takes bullion for oil services rendered. With cash levels dwindling and its once mighty oil sector on its knees and needing help desperately, Nicolas Maduro's regime in Venezuela is paying Iran in gold for help with Venezuela's crumbling oil industry. And since over the past few weeks, Iran has been sending more and more planes to Venezuela, Abrams said that our guess is that they are being paid in gold. The planes are coming in from Iran that are bringing things for the oil industry and are returning with the payments for those things. Gold, Abrams said. In April alone, Venezuela loaded nine tons of gold worth around $500 million on airplanes for Iran in exchange for Iranian help for repairing Venezuela's crumbling refineries. We suspect Venezuela's gold vaults are running extremely dry. At last count, in August 2019, it was around 100 tons. But that was before Maduro started to dramatically increase his sales of Venezuelan gold around the world. I reported on that each time they had a big one. One went to Africa. Another one went to Africa. Somebody found out about it, and there was trouble. Anyway, I said that this man is raping his country to stay in power. And when he is gone, probably with a bullet in his head, there will be nothing left in that nation. He will have completely destroyed it, which is what happens when you have socialists in control. So uh, it makes perfect sense for Iran to demand payment in gold since even the official boulevard is utterly worthless. U.S. Secretary of State Pompeo mentioned the Iranian-Venezuelan cooperation. Over the last few days, multiple aircraft belonging to Mahan Air have transferred unknown support to the Maduro regime, birds of a feather. This is the same terrorist airline that Iran uses to move weapons and fighters around the Middle East. These flights must stop, and countries should do their part to deny overflights, just as many have already denied landing rights to this sanctioned airline. The U.S. has stepped up pressure on the Maduro regime in recent months, the latest being ordering U.S. Super Major Chevron to wind down its Venezuelan operations by the end of the year. 
Halliburton also has said that it will suspend most of its operations in Venezuela after Washington tightened the noose around Caracas by banning U.S. oil companies operating in the country from drilling for oil, transporting it, or providing any equipment for use in Venezuela. There we go with that from the Aljamainer. Iran cancels annual anti-Israel Quds Day rallies due to coronavirus pandemic. So we had a gay parade in New York canceled last week. We have this canceled this week. Some good news. Okay, from the Religion of Peace, our weekly Ramadan Bamathon Day 16, okay? As of yesterday, it doubled from last week. 73 attacks, 269 killed from the Religion of Peace. From Mongolia, Mail Online. 15,000-year-old drawings of woolly mammoths and rhinos are identified in ancient rock art gallery on the border of Russia and Mongolia. Well, I dispute the dates, 15,000 years, but it's still pretty cool that they found these. Woolly mammoth and rhino rock inscriptions were made 15,000 years ago, which isn't correct, but we'll just go with the article. Experts had disputed if they showed extinct mammoths or fantastical creatures. Drawings are similar to those in Upper Paleolithic cave art of Western Europe. Kind of cool. Daniel 12 Technology from Forbes. Robots will replace soldiers in combat, says Russia. Living fighters will gradually begin to be replaced by their robotic brothers who can act faster, more accurately, and more selectively than people. Remember what we talked about last week with AI? Add that in with this and you got a problem. There is a still classified Russia's military robotics roadmap that sketches out various stages of Russian unnamed military developments, which undoubtedly has been influenced by Russian military actions and experience in Syria. While some Russian robots have underperformed expectations in combat, the MOD, Ministry of Defense, is working on a new generation of combat machines for training and possible future use. At the center of this design is the Marker UGV, or Uncrewed Ground Vehicle, resembling a miniature tank with treads and turrets. The Marker is as much a test bed as is a machine expected to see in battle. The MOD is discussing the eventual use of robotic swarms in combat, and Marker is definitely the platform to test that out. As envisioned, it will be able to launch swarms of UAVs or loitering munitions, making it a truly versatile robotic platform. The development parallels many robotic programs underway in the United States. It is remarkable, too, that both nations have hit upon swarms of ground robots as a way to supplement existing human formations in combat. Russia plans to test swarms of ground robots later in 2020, part of the argument for military robots is that they will simultaneously be faster, more discriminating in target selection, which I would doubt, and more accurate than people. While it is already possible for machines to react to sensor data faster than humans, the other parts of that equation require targeting algorithms with far greater discretion than anything seen presently. Making robotic soldiers that adhere to the laws of war and protections for civilians isn't just an ethical challenge, it's a coding challenge. It requires the military to prioritize positive target identification over the fastest possible response. At this point, the MOD says that robots replacing humans saves human soldiers from danger. Built into that statement is the assumption that a sophisticated unmanned system would be able to eventually distinguish military targets from civilian ones, avoiding unnecessary casualties. Yes. 
It is about facial recognition. That's exactly right. Revelation plagues from Reuters. Venezuela sets new price controls with eggs costing more than a month's wages. Get that, a month's wages for a box of eggs. Venezuela published a list of new price controls for 27 basic food items, fixing the price of eggs, some cuts of meat, and sausage above the monthly minimum. The move marked the return of strict state economic controls after more than a year of relaxation. Maduro's socialist government is now seeking to calm inflation in the face of a collapse in crude prices, fuel shortages, and a national lockdown to prevent the spread of the coronavirus. Products including butter and powdered milk will cost more than 400,000 bolivars, which is the new minimum wage the government set. That is equivalent to just $2 at the official exchange rate. Private food production companies and industry groups have warned that setting price controls will mark a return to the scarcity of basic goods that plague the indebted OPEC nation for years. Supermarket supply has improved in the year since the government relaxed price controls, but with inflation of 3,365% in the year through March, through March alone, many goods were sold at prices beyond the reach of most Venezuelans. And so what do they do? They eat out of the garbage. From NPR, thousands of migrants head back to Venezuela to fight Colombia's COVID-19 lockdown. So they're leaving crisis and going into greater crisis without even knowing it, because probably nobody's telling them that. The Colombians are probably happy to see them go. They're going to end up in Venezuela and they're going to have to face that. That's a plague waiting to happen. From Yahoo, torment in Ecuador, virus dread piled up in bathrooms. I've reported on Ecuador two times already. Uh, the lie that is being perpetrated. I don't know why they pick Ecuador unless nobody goes there and so they can just make stuff up and nobody checks it. But frontline medics in one of Latin America's coronavirus epic centers are lifting the lid on the daily horrors they face in an Ecuadorian city whose health system has collapsed. It was collapsed beforehand, certainly, but in one hospital in Guayaquil, Overwhelmed by COVID-19 patients, staff have had to pile up bodies in bathrooms because the morgues are full, health workers say. Now, remember, I reported on that, and it was a lie, and I showed you how you could tell. That was how long ago? It's been at least three weeks, maybe four weeks now. Okay. In another, a medic said that doctors had been forced to wrap up and store corpses to be able to reuse the beds they die on. Well, that's what you do. When there's a dead person on the bed, you don't just leave them there. You take them and wrap them up and get rid of them, right? So... It's a crazy article to start with. And then Ecuador's recorded close to 23,000 coronavirus cases and nearly 600 deaths. That was the number at the time of this article, which was this past week. 600 deaths in a country which, remember, I told you, has 240 deaths a day in the country. Over five weeks, they've had 600 coronavirus deaths. And so if they can't get rid of 600 bodies over five weeks in a country of 16 million people, there is a problem with the country. It has nothing to do with they're making this up to scare people. And now I will let you know that last week was terrible for them. That came out later last week, and they're up to 1,704 deaths now. So they went up 1,100 deaths. Now they got bodies piled up, and they'll have to take care of them. But this has been a lie. This is what you've been seeing in the news constantly is people not telling the truth and making stuff up. Okay, so um, four weeks earlier, as I said, there were 120 deaths. Now they're up to 600, 600 minus 120 is five, it'd be 480. There you go, 480 deaths in four weeks. Average, as I said, was 240 that die every single day of any cause. And so that is two days worth of deaths over a month. 
It's a lie. Okay, mail online. This is good news. Just like the uh, blow dryer news, I got more good news for you, and this makes me super happy. Yesterday, I took advantage of it, too, because I've had a very bad earache for five days, and yesterday, I went to bed at 6.30, and I slept all the way up until my regular time to get up, 3.45, and my eyes popped open, and up I got. But here we go. This is how to help with the coronavirus. Mail online, sleep your way to beating corona. Yes, it's a crucial way to boost your immunity and could be vital weapon in fighting off the virus. So everybody, let's take a nap and we'll finish the update later, okay? Okay, here we go with Sweden again. Sweden has 3,175 deaths. It did not go up much from last week, okay? 10.12 million population, okay? Italy has 30,201 deaths with a 60.48 population. UK has 31,241 deaths with a 66.7 million population. So, as you can see, they have done the right thing in Sweden. They didn't lock down. They just gave general guidelines. Please, you know, keep uh, old people inside. You know, if you're susceptible, this stay inside. No gatherings of more than 500 people. And you can gather anywhere you want, anytime you want. There's no other restrictions. And they are right where they should be without ruining an economy. Okay, somebody sent me something on Arizona. I updated it yesterday to current numbers from what they sent me. Arizona has, to date, 1,526 cases of coronavirus with 517 associated deaths. 4.9% death rate versus confirmed cases of 0.144 of the Arizona population. Arizona has had... 35,426 cases of influenza and pneumonia-related cases this season with 1,420 deaths since January and 2,171 overall. October to April, 6% death rate, which is higher than the coronavirus cases, or 0.487 of the Arizona population. So there you go. Once again, they are taking something that is ruining the economy for no reason at all. Here we go. Morality. New York Post. U.S. marriage rate plunged to lowest level on record in 2018, ever. New figures from the National Center for Health Statistics reveal the national marriage rate fell from 6% from 2017 to 2018, with 6.5 new unions formed for every 1,000 people. The figure marks the lowest rate since the U.S. government started tracking such data in 1867. It's a national problem that we can't keep people married and we can't get them married and instead they're cohabiting and etc 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 morality okay from zero hedge new world health organization guidelines encourage european kids under four under four to be taught and i'm not going to say the word it is what you would do with yourself okay i can't even say the word and gender identity under four they're being taught to do these things this is a world health organization that we have been sending money to and our president wisely stopped sending money to them. This is their guidelines for under four children. Health. World Health Organization, yes, advises children aged zero to four. They are given information about enjoyment and pleasure when, you know. Toddlers are being encouraged to gain an awareness of gender identity and are given the right to explore gender identities, checking out their gender between zero and four. In the ages of four to six bracket, Educators are urged to give information about same-sex relationships and help children develop respect for different norms regarding sexuality. This is the World Health Organization that we have been giving billions of dollars to, which should never get another American dollar ever. They should be completely kicked out of the United States of America. No representatives, nothing. Just get rid of them. 
CNS. Hungary, good job, Hungary. I've liked their policies on the uh, immigration issues. They've kept everybody out. Well, here we go. Another good decision. Prepares to legally define gender as sex at birth. Makes sense to me. Angers LGBT and the EU. Oh, the EU is angry. Legislation making its way through the Hungarian parliament and expected to become law would legally define a person's sex or gender as sex at birth, meaning later in life a person could not legally change their gender. As explained by Human Rights Watch, the bill would amend the Registry Act to include a clarification regarding the word NEM, which in Hungarian can mean both sex and gender to specifically refer to the sex at birth, which I can't pronounce it, something like Suletsi Nem, as biological sex based on primary sex characteristics and chromosomes. Also, once the sex at birth is recorded, it cannot be changed. A later from 60 European leaders to the Hungarian government says the legislation will lead to increased discrimination, harassment, and violence, especially because the production or presentation of public documents might oblige them to disclose their gender identity recurrently. Its adoption will further restrict fundamental rights and civil liberties of transgender and intersex persons in Hungary, reads the letter. Our other category. Okay, I uh, would like to mention, it used to be that Sergio and Rhoda, who live in Israel, they take care of our church, they monitor our streaming, which is they're doing right now for us. Um, they built a camera system, and they are uh, always doing new videos for their, uh, it's called Sergio and Rhoda in Israel. And it used to be that they would put them out on Sunday after the update was done, and then people would watch it. And they have been now putting them out at any time that they get them published and they've got a lot of new videos. If you have not been watching them, they've got some really cool videos come out in the past few weeks. So go scroll through Sergio and Rhoda in Israel and take a gander at some of their videos. They are very good. Okay, Zero Hedge. Deutsche Bank capitulates. I said this was coming. Here it is. Starts charging negative rate on all new deposit accounts over 100,000 euros. It used to be the very high market and they said it's probably gonna go down to 100,000. It is, and eventually it's going to go down to everybody. But here we are. When the ECB first unleashed negative rates across Europe in 2014, banks were loath to match the central bank's deposit rates for their clients to those charged by the ECB over fears depositors would simply take their money and go elsewhere. After all, the premise of paying a bank for the privilege of holding your money is still absolutely insane to most normal people. However, as the years went by, and as the ECB's negative rates kept rising, or rather dropping, banks were forced to quietly admit they had no choice in starting at the very top, targeting only corporate clients and the biggest depositors, European banks started imposing negative deposit rates while hoping they could avoid getting all the way to the smaller savers. Now. Less than a half year later, the Frankfurt-based bank, which itself is in dire financial straits, has capitulated to avoid paying the ECB's punitive rate, will soon introduce negative interest rates for even its medium depositors. So, with European banks finally cracking down on the bulk of their depositors instead of just the top 1% and corporate clients, what happens next? Well, savers who collectively own trillions in European bank deposits that are now non grata have two options. Either pull the money out, convert it to cash, and store it in a safe where it is outside the financial system, which I reported they're doing a couple, maybe a month or two ago. And this is precisely the alternative the ECB prepared for several years ago when it stopped printing the 500 euro banknote. 
because it's too much and you can get a lot of 500s instead of five 100s. So they knew this was coming and they're raping their own people just like Venezuela is. They're just a little further along in Venezuela, okay? Or more likely by alternative physical assets, which in a time of pervasive deflation and negative rates do not charge a penalty rate such as gold or even cryptos. So if over the next few months, a wave of mysterious buying emerges and lifts all non-traditional assets, which prevent central banks from imposing penalty rates, we will know why. The real great rotation has finally begun. You got $100,000 in the bank, you now have to pay them to have your money in the bank. That's what it's saying. That's, that's crazy. That's absolutely crazy. They already do this. You know, if you have money in the bank, they charge you fees for this and they charge you fees for that. That's fine. That's how you make money. And you, if people agree to it, go ahead. That's fine. If they don't agree to it, then they can go to another bank and work out a deal there. That's the way the system works. But this is completely different where they actually charge you just for having money in the bank plus all of their other associated fees. That's bad news for you. WND. Veritas video. You may have heard about this, but I'm going to read it anyway. New York City funeral directors doubt accuracy of coronavirus fatality count. A number of New York City doctors interviewed by James O'Keefe's Project Veritas are casting doubt on the number of deaths determined to have been caused by COVID-19. To be honest with you, all of the death certificates are writing COVID on it. This is in New York. All of them, said Michael Lenz of Staten Island, Colonial funeral home. If we get rid of New York, we are way, way, way low in this nation, okay? We had to just get rid of New York. I mean, if you're a Christian, you can stay, move down to Florida, and the rest of them just cut it off and send it out. But, okay, um, Michael Lanza of Staten Island, okay, Colonial Funeral Home, whether they had a positive test or didn't. So I think, again, this is my personal opinion. I think the mayor and our city, they're looking for federal funding, and the more they put COVID on death certificates, the more money they can ask from federal funds. I said this before it ever came out. I said, when they start the stimulus, this will become a problem because we work different than other countries. We take care of our people. We provide federal funds for all kinds of things. And once you do this, everybody's going to claim that it is this reason for death so that they can get the federal money. And they have no shame in New York. So they're at the head of this. But here we go. Um, the numbers just don't add up, according to O'Keefe. Josephine de Mitzelli, president of the de Mitzelli and Sons, a Queens-based funeral service, said the sister of a deceased woman refused to believe that her sister had COVID-19. An autopsy later proved the woman's suspicions correct, he said. And Joseph Antioco, the director of Brooklyn's Schaefer Funeral Home, told another undercover journalist that if the deceased was not under the care of a private physician, the chances were very good their cause of death was going down as COVID-19. Two weeks ago, I had a 40-year-old man that died in his house, okay? They didn't even go to the house. The guy had no underlying causes, no medical conditions. They released him from the house without even going, saying he had COVID-19 because he had a fever. How do you know that's what he had? You don't. But now the death certificate showed that he had COVID-19. COVID-19 has become the go-to cause of death. How many of them are actually COVID-19 or is the ME, medical examiner, just putting that because they don't want to go to the scene? There you go with that. Mail Online, 
Chow lockdown. Italy's streets and tourist spots are crowded for the first time in nine weeks as restrictions are lifted in the country as well as Spain, Portugal, and Germany. Mail Online. New Zealand records zero new coronavirus cases for the first time. Mail Online. Germany records its lowest number of new coronavirus cases since March 11th, 679, and just 43 deaths while the rate falls to 0.74. Epic Times, U.S. records lowest one-day death toll in weeks. Get rid of New York and it would have happened weeks ago. Jerusalem Post, here it is. Israel's coronavirus is on the decline. Lockdown, Mother Nature, or math? COVID-19 is a periodicity or whatever, it's a hard word to uh, pronounce, of a classic Gaussian bell curve shaped wherever it appears. I reported on something similar to this. This is another group that is reporting the same type of effects, according to Ron Namorode, chairman of the Redworth Capital Group. Since the basis of this model is its locality, an analysis of the U.S. should be conducted at a state level rather than a countrywide one. After his first piece appeared in the Post, he was criticized by so many people, but apparently it works in every country. Before I go on, what he's saying is that Europe is broken into nations, right? You got Germany and Germany reports their COVID and Italy's got theirs and they report their COVID. It is a regional thing that's going on and the United States should have done this as well. Instead of doing a national thing, they should have done a state-by-state -state thing because some states are not affected at all or they'll be affected later or whatever. Okay, so going on, each territory behaved exactly like this. The bell curve's length and number of deaths relates to how efficient each country was at implementing social distancing and other measures. In other words, just stay apart from each other for a while like you would with the flu, and that's all you need to do, nothing else. But there is no big difference between those countries that took extreme or medium measures. In other words, go into your house and stay there for the next six weeks while we run the nation. There's no difference. If you just done what you should have done like they did in Sweden. The bell curve is identical in all nations that they have studied, all. Breitbart, of course, Eric Holder, coronavirus opportunity to change America's voting system. Yes, Mail Online, more than 900 Missouri residents who snitched on lockdown rule breakers fear retaliation after their details are leaked online. Good, good. I have no problem with that at all people snitching on each other over something as crazy as this. More people have died of the flu. The quarantine maybe will rue. The numbers aren't skewed and our homes we have stewed. Not all the deaths really ring true. There you go. That's less Rick for the week. Got a couple of ironies and then we'll be done. This is entitled Do As I Say. Mail online. Now this cannot be a very smart police chief. It just can't be. It's Seattle. He's got to be a Democrat, so there you go. <laughs> Seattle Police Captain 53 is arrested in sting operation carried out by his own department after offering $40 to an undercover cop posing as a prostitute. He doesn't even know who his own cops are. That is an incompetent. Yes. And then Zero Hedge, professor who wrote the book on money laundering, busted for laundering millions in Venezuelan bribes. There you go. Such is the world we live in. So from Sarasota, Florida to Ulaanbaatar, Mongolia, I'm Charlie Garrett. This is the Superior Word, and that is your Prophecy Update of the Week.